lots going on politically, right? And uh, the the whole issue that the Liberal government's been facing is not new. We, we've been talking about their flagging fortunes for a while here now. So uh, that trend has been in place for a little while. Much longer than that trend is another trend, which is Danielle Smith, which has been... She, she's been telling Ottawa to take a hike going back many, many, many years, back to the time when she was running for party leadership. One of her first acts as premier, of course, was to create the Sovereignty Act. That was a year ago. So so why now? Um, why introduce it in the legislature? Only to say that she hopes she doesn't have to use it. Clearly, you know, she said it's sort of an or else move. But she says she will if Ottawa doesn't move on their clean electricity regulation timeline of 2035. So why do it now? Well, there's some pretty good reasons, I think. We're going to speak with Kelly Kreiderman, Calgary-based columnist for The Globe and Mail. Uh, Kelly, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Hey, I always say when, when politicians do things, there's politics involved, if not pure politics. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else going on. And that applies here, I think, right? A lot of people think um, that that's part of it. But before we get to the politics, this is bad policy, according to many, many people, not just Danielle mm-hmm. Smith, right? There are other people that say the Liberals missed the mark with these CERs. Yeah, I, you know, it is hard to differentiate this issue from all the other issues going on. You know, we have Alberta having fights with the federal government over pension plan, yeah. over other caps on emissions for Alberta on, on an oil and gas cap, which we're going to hear more about in the next few days because the federal government is talking about it at COP28. Um, so it's hard to keep track sometimes, but the electricity regulations... Um, that the federal government has draft regulations on right now have quickly become a big issue. And it kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of people because we usually don't talk about electricity yeah. and, and politics. The only time we talk about electricity is when a provincial government messes up on electricity policy. And that, you know, like the Ontario government, the, the, the Ontario Liberals lost the election in 2018 in part on electricity policy. But now we have a federal government that wants to set a blanket standard for the whole country. And my argument is that is very, very difficult to do because each province is incredibly different. Each province has its own electricity system. The electricity systems aren't connected. You have provinces like Quebec and BC and Manitoba that are, are yeah. their electricity systems run almost yeah. entirely on hydro. These regulations they, mean nothing to them whatsoever. They're already there. Right. These, these regulations are for fossil fuel provinces, provinces that still use fossil fuels for their electricity generation. And, and we're talking from the Atlantic provinces like Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, but we're also talking for big industrial provinces like Alberta and Saskatchewan to a certain extent. And of course, Alberta has done a lot of work in the last few years through the NDP governments and the UCP governments to get off coal. And that has reduced our emissions from electricity in a major, major way. But part of the reason we were able to get off coal is because we have natural gas. And Mm -hmm. right now, natural gas accounts for about 75% of our electricity generation. And, and renewables making up, by the way, a lot of the rest of that, and a growing, a growing part, despite the renewables pause on approval. Um, and that will continue to grow. But we also have a lot of problems with our electricity system, even before these regulations. We, we know Albertans have faced price spikes 
in a major way already. We have the only private wholesale electricity market in the country, and we have rules that allow power producers to withhold electricity at certain points to wait for higher prices. And that system does not work well when you don't have enough competition. So we're, we're grappling with a lot of issues in our backyard, but we also have a federal government that is setting regulations that start to take effect in 2035. It doesn't mean every natural gas plant gets shut down in 2035, but it means huge changes and huge building and huge costs for the Alberta system. And even people who are not... Uh, fans or cheerleaders for this government acknowledge right. there's a lot of unknowns for what the the federal regulations for electricity contemplate right now in their draft form. You're, you're absolutely there, There's so many people that, they, that you wouldn't think would jump in and say, you know what, Daniel Smith has a point here. Uh, but right. but a right. lot of them, <laughs> but they don't necessarily agree with the Sovereignty Act. I mean, that that's absolutely. where the poli- political piece comes in. And like I said, you know, when you talk about Daniel Smith, she's made a career in politics on this show and then back in politics. Fighting with Ottawa has sort of been the mm-hmm. central theme. So there is that piece to it as well. She's always sort of this has always been her approach to when it comes to these provincial federal gro- negotiations. It has, and, and you can agree or disagree yeah. with that. Um, you know, the, the, the Alberta NDP uh, had its arguments with the federal government when it was governing as well. It worked more with the federal government, but even it, you know, it when there was a certain point where it got fed up with the federal government too and said it would not sign on to carbon pricing as it stood was way back in 2018. But there's always been disputes between Alberta and the federal government and how to handle those disputes is the eternal question for it, uh, for Alberta politicians. And um, what we are seeing play out right now is, you know, Daniel Smith's government did say in the throne speech in October that she would use the Sovereignty Act for these electricity regulations. Uh, the federal government, uh, Environment Minister Stephen Gilbo and Natural Resources Minister Jonathan Wilkinson say they were blindsided yeah. by her decision to use it. How can now, that be? I can understand that because <laughs> they have had a working group. There is an attempt at actual person-to-person discussions yes. and yep. trying to work out the issues. Uh, the word from the premiers, from the premier and the premier's office, is they felt that uh, the federal government was not budging from uh, from their position. You had Jonathan Wilkinson, the natural resources minister, say this week they were willing to to move on natural gas. And again, what side of that you believe uh, is up to you. But we do have a moment in politics, as you're discussing, for Daniel Smith's decision to use the Sovereignty Act now, where. The federal government, the federal liberals are low in the polls. They're facing a lot of pushback on their climate policies. They enacted the carbon pricing pause in Atlantic Canada for what most people believe are nakedly political reasons, showing that uh, carbon pricing is not just a principled economic stand. They also have lost two major court cases. The Impact Assessment Act was deemed mostly unconstitutional they lost on plastics there is a sense from conservative premiers that there's an opportunity here that there is going to be some backtracking on some of these policies they're probably right (laughs) well we'll see (laughs) and i think i think that timing that you know it is it is political opportunism on the part of the ucp government 
Yeah, absolutely. Kelly, I think you're right. A perfect assessment. I love the way you break it down. Um, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. You bet. We'll do it again. Thank you. Take care.